Welcome back to the Across the Board Podcast. I'm your host, Chandler Adams, here with our March 10th daily show. I know I started this daily show you know, about a month ago, said I was going to get it going, but school and work got busy, so here we are. We're back. Today we're talking NBA. We're going to hint a little bit towards the college basketball tournament. Then we're going to talk to you about our best bets of the afternoon. It's been a while since we've talked bets on this podcast. I want to get back to that. Hope you guys win some money. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe and download. And we will be back right after this break. This podcast is also brought to you by Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm is so easy to use. It's simple, it's fast, it's effective. It's the easiest way to distribute your podcast to every major platform and in the quickest way. I've gone through other websites to host podcasts, and it's a pain in the butt. Anchor does it for you. Join Anchor.fm and do your podcast the right way. And if you're looking to start a podcast, contact one of us at ATV Sports as we're looking for podcasters for nearly every professional sports team right now. If you think you'd be a good fit, you can also apply at our website, www.atbsports.net. And welcome, man. I know about a week and a half ago, I, I released that first um, ATB Daily Show. Things got hectic with school and work. I'm really going to... We are going to make this work now. Um, you know, if it's not daily, you know, we miss one day. That's what will happen. But bring in more content because if you listen to the show, one, I appreciate the hell out of you. Two, I hate when I listen to a podcast and there's not anything to listen to when I'm listening to podcasts. So I want to get that out there. Um, quick side note, if you want to see my MBA um, evaluations for the draft prospects, you can go to www.atbsports.net. You can go under the MBA draft section of the website. All of them will be there in a PDF file. Um, you know, it's nothing to, I mean, the evaluations look nice, you know, but there's just a button for the PDF book. You can go on there. It's free. I don't, I, I'm not going to charge you. I enjoy doing this. We created ATB for free good content, not behind a paywall. Uh, you can go there, you can share it. I don't think you can download it, but if you want to, if you can find a way, do it. Um, but yeah, and then I'm working on my Obi Top and Film Breakdown right now for Adams Academy on our YouTube channel. Um, and that'll be up soon. Lamella Ball's already up there. But anyway, the NBA. Now I know... I can see it in our in our downloads. The NFL is by far the biggest money maker for TV talk shows, podcasts, etc. I mean, like, you know, our downloads were soaring when we were doing DFS and best bets and stuff like that. And, you know, ever since then, you know, they they stagger, they go off and on. But the NBA is fun. I enjoy the NBA. It's my favorite sport. So I want to talk a little bit about that. We don't talk about this on that show very often. But I don't want to harp on it because I know that this specific talk topic has been floating around. And it's very one-sided. I've never seen people come at it 
with the two set, you know, a two viewed approach. So the MVP, I want to give my quick take on it. Everyone that's listening probably knows I'm a LeBron stan. However, I, I don't think it's clear one way or another who's the MVP. Now, people want to say LeBron played two good weeks, and that put him in the MVP talks, but Giannis has played a good, a great season. Well, LeBron's played... This, he's the second best. He's been the second best, basically, statistic player in the NBA all year, uh, in a harder conference, in a harder division. You know, Giannis is feasting on the Bulls and the Pacers and the Pistons and the Cavs. Congratulations. Um, but also, Giannis's per thirty six is outrageous. He's not even playing. You know fourth quarter some game a lot of the games he's not playing the whole fourth quarter he's I think he's leading the league in points rebounds steals maybe even blocks I don't know but you know I don't think it's crazy to say that LeBron can still be in the race this Lakers team is nothing if LeBron doesn't switch up his play style he's playing point guard 56 percent of possessions in LA this year you want to know what his highest before this year was at the point guard position? One. One percent in all previous seasons. So he's changed his game. He's leading the he's leading the league in assist. He's playing as he's playing as efficient as we've ever seen a player and we've ever seen him play from all levels. It's a I I think it's reasonable to say that the MVP is gonna go down to one of those two guys, whoever's team has the best record. And you know the Bucks without Giannis have lost two bad games the past two nights. You know, the Nuggets are good record-wise, but I I think, and I was saying this last year, and people call me crazy, the Nuggets are a pretender team. They don't have a guy you can give the ball to and go win the game. I don't see the love behind Jokic. I think he's a good center. But there were ESPN um, NBA analysts that had him in front of LeBron for preseason player rankings. You shouldn't be on that stage if that's what you think. I mean, all respect to Jokic. He plays well. You know, he's a smart player. He's a great passer. He can't go win you a game in crunch time. He can't guard your best player. That that's a story for another time. But the Nuggets are have been in a I mean an actual slump. They lost before the Bucks game, had lost three of their last five, and one to the Cavs. And then the Bucks go in there without Giannis and just just look pitiful. And they also lost to the Suns, which is just unspeakable. And one, I think that speaks to Giannis's MVP voting, but more importantly, the the record in for home court advantage in the finals is just right up for grabs. It's two games, two game difference. You know, Giannis and the Bucks are going to have it a little easier playing in the East. the The Lakers are, you know, going to go on another kind of rough stretch here. 
it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. The NBA is going to be so fun this postseason. And if you're a fan that doesn't get into the NBA until it's the playoffs are here, that's fine. It's going to be enjoyable. It's going to be fun. I'm excited for the draft. I think next year the NBA is going to be so much fun. There's going to be a two-headed team in the East. There's maybe three if Tatum can can continue to improve this trajectory. You know, maybe Oladipo takes that next step back. There, there could be four legitimate teams in the East. The Raptors are absolutely fantastic team, but at some point, team ball wears out, and it's you need superstars. So I, I still think that they'll put up good fights this year. I mean, if a team in the East is going to beat the Bucks. The Raptors are your best bet. You know, they're the best team outside of the Bucks. Maybe even more of a team than the Bucks. But it's going to be fun. The West is going to be just like it is this year. I, the NBA, the NBA is fun. And last thing I'll talk about the NBA is my Cavs. I know we've got a lot of Cleveland listeners, so I want to I want to point them out. They've been fun to watch, and it's super weird. Saturday night, you know, that's, this is not supposed to be mean, but Saturday night, my ideal Saturday night is not watching the 2019-2020 Cleveland Cavaliers, but I watched it, I had nothing else going on, so obviously I pulled it up, now I've watched about 75% of their games, but playing the Nuggets on a Saturday night, I was just, I was like, we'll we'll see what happens. And they were fun to watch. They were playing with so much energy. And JB Bickerstaff, he just turned 41 today. It, to to say that they won't look at him as a long-term option is crazy. You know, his back record, I mean his background and record as a coach in the NBA is not good. But He's young. I mean, he's young. He's been around the NBA. These players are gravitating towards him. I mean, absolutely bought in to whatever he is selling. Now, is that because they were so turned away from what Beeline was coaching and preaching? And Bickerstaff was kind of the good guy. You know, they were playing bad cop, good cop. Bickerstaff was there for them, you know, talking with them, getting them through it. Or is it they actually believe what this guy's preaching? He relates to this young core, and he's actually helping them grow. That That is something that I, you know, it's going to be interesting to find out. And also, it's, Delva Dova gets a lot of hate around Cleveland now because he, he pretty much sucks now. I'm going to be blunt. He's not good anymore. But these last two games with Garland out, he's averaging 38 minutes per game, 11 points, four boards, 13 assists, a steal, orchestrating this team around on the defensive end. It's been fun to watch Delhi back in 2015 form. It's fun. Delhi is an exciting player. You know, it's it's always a blast to see him play well. And Colin Sexton, when we Drafted Colin Sexton. I have never been more happy. You know, I thought 
of course, the Cavs, ever since, you know, 2014, when we had the Andrew Wiggins pick, Cavs have been unlucky in the lottery. I think our luck changes this this year. I'm feeling it. We're getting the number one pick. But I don't think it really matters. I think the top four picks are all going to be crazy good players. Wiseman, Ball, Edwards, Avdia, and but Sexton is kind of like, you know, we had to take him. He dropped to us. He was the best player available. He's shown what he can do. I say time and time again, Colin Sexton coming off the bench is the best thing that could happen for Cleveland long-term and Colin Sexton's future. Now, now, right now, there's no reason for him to come off the bench. Obviously, he's the best. He is the best playmaking scorer for himself on the team. That's I would say under. Uh, it's not debatable. Um, but you look at Colin Sexton's skill set, and it matches up perfectly with some of the best six men in NBA history. Now, aside from Manu Ginobili, because you know he's one of the all-time greats, and he was a six-man, but Lou Williams. Jamal Crawford, you know, these guys are coming off the bench to score points. They're not in there to get assists. They're not in there to play defense. And while Collins become a better defender, you know, just kind of harassing, he's still not a good defender. He's not a good defender. And this Cavs second unit, if they get a LaMelo ball, um, if they get an Anthony Edwards, if they go after another true point guard again and run a two-point guard set with Garland and whoever they might go after. Um, I think Colin Sexton would thrive off the bench, and I think he would accept that role knowing that doesn't mean I'm a bad player. It means I'm going to get 28 points a game, most of it coming with the second unit against second units. My job is to score and not get others involved. And then he would likely close the game. You want Colin Sexton in there to close the game. If things break down, you have eight seconds left, give it to Colin, let him drive, let him make plays. Um, I I thought this year Colin would go through a sophomore slump because his best scoring ability is his driving to the basket and going up amongst the trees and scoring. And I thought that they would kind of adjust to the fact that he's six. Six one six two, but he can get up and jump, and you know, I mean, get up on big guys. But they're not adjusting, so that just shows you that it, he is very skilled at using his eyes, using ball fakes, using his jumping ability to score over these big guys. I really thought they would adjust and just you know he wouldn't be able to score. But and then his jump shot has improved tr- tremendously. Uh, absolutely beautifully. It was the only problem, like, other than his passing not being there, his only worry coming out of Alabama was can he can he shoot from outside? And he's passing with flying colors. He's done nothing but work his ass off and get better as a player. You know, he it's just awesome what he's been doing. Absolutely awesome. Um. I want to take a quick second right here to just remind everyone listening that if 
you feel you can contribute to across the board, you know, whether it be basketball, baseball, football, soccer, hockey, um, college or pro, as a writer, as a podcast host, as a podcast guest, any capacity, you know, reach out to me or you can apply on our website. There's an apply tab. You know, we are, we've been adding quite a few people. We've got a big, we've got something big and fantasy in the works. We have a solid team with fantasy football. John and I have some things in the work for fantasy to help people set their lineups on Sunday. A lot of big things happening. And if you feel that you want to be a part of that, if you want to contribute, reach out to me. Uh, Be glad to talk to you. So, with that being said, I kind of want to shift. I'm going to shift into college basketball real quick. Uh, John and I will be doing a helping you fill out your bracket uh, show. We might even do that with video. Uh, We'll do a podcast version, but we also might put it on YouTube. Uh, Another reminder, we're doing the draft live on YouTube. We'll have, you know, when the player gets drafted, we'll have cut-ups of their highlights. We'll talk about them. Uh, We'll let John do his Kuiper impression. It's freaking phenomenal. But it's so you don't have to listen to guys like Kuiper saying, ah, that's a great pick. You think about his arm. You think about his accuracy. It's the same thing every year. Some picks are not good, and it's okay to say that. And some fits are not right. And some picks are absolutely great, game-changing right off the bat, and you know it. And we just kind of want to give you give you our unbiased opinion and not every pick is a great pick, etc. But I'm going to get into college basketball real quick. Um, and then I'm going to talk to you about one of our sponsors, and then I'm going to get into what – and I'm going to – off of that, I'm going to do tell you how you can win some money. It's – if that's kind of a hint. And before we get into college basketball, the last thing I wanted to mention, sorry, is want to give my guy a shout-out. I've been saying I'm going to do it. I keep forgetting. Luckily, I just saw his name pop up on my screen. It's Jeff. You can find him on Twitter at JXW727. JXW727. Huge Buckeye, Cavs, Browns, Indians fan. You know, he's a no bullshit kind of guy. I tell you how it is. He is so wrong on Obi Toppin. But outside of that, you know, we, you know, his everything he says, I'm pretty much agreeing with. Great guy. Go give him a follow on Twitter. He needs to have, he should have way more followers than he does. Um, but there you go, Jeff. Finally gave you a shout out. I've been an asshole. I keep forgetting. Um, well, I did give him a shout out on another episode, but the audio was messed up. So I wasn't able to post the episode, <sighs> but with college basketball, Jeff, I'm sorry to tell you, Obi Toppin and Dayton are not one of my you know favorites to win this year's title. So I'm going to, I'm just going to talk about the top teams in the, um, going into the tournament. Now this needs to be stated. Oftentimes, the best team in college basketball does not win the title. The last team I remember that was just the clear-cut 
absolute best team in the nation that won the title. I, you know, I can't, I actually, I can't remember. You know, I think the clear-cut best team in college basketball this year is Kansas. Now, that's, uh, people want to argue it. There, You know, there's not a very top team. There's not a top team. There's a lot of movement going around in the top. But if you watch Kansas, the way they can get Azubuki involved down low changes everything. If they can use Azubuki, I don't know many teams that have a matchup for him. You know, I I, I just don't. The way he plays, it's so dominant. Um, he's able to go get anything in his vicinity. Uh, the Baylor game was the first game where I was really just like, this Kansas team is legit. And, you know, I'm, I'm all in on him. Dotson... You know, he runs that show beautifully. He's able to score all three levels. And and obviously the biggest part is Bill Self has he's been there, done that. He he's he's been in the tournament, you know, I don't know how many years in a row. He's had just so much success and doesn't get talked about. He gets overshadowed by, you know, Coach K, Izzo. Bill Self has been there every year just with them. And it's impressive what they're doing this year, uh, and they've they've played a lot of hard games, which is important. You want you want to play these tough teams, so when you're in the tournament, you're ready for these close games. These, you know, um, it's really it's going to come down to game plan and the specifics. You know, for there's fourth quarter, two minutes left situational play what do you do and bill self is going to have his team ready for those situations he's going to have them understanding every single part of the game and what they need to execute he's going to lay it all out for them not that other coaches won't but obviously he's one of the best in the country at that another team is gonzaga they get overlooked every year they play in a terrible conference i can't even remember the name of it uh, they played san francisco last night san francisco is not good excuse me and they didn't play good but they played good enough to to win that's what a good team does you know you're playing a clear underdog you don't come out on fire they come out you know balls blazing wanting to kick your butt and it happens it happens a lot and it happens to the best teams but the great teams rise above that and get a win no matter how it is you get in the locker room and the coach says, wasn't pretty, we got it done. That's And uh, you don't talk. Uh, that's kind of just how it goes. Gonzaga's a great team. Mark Few, year in, year out, finds a way to find these to find these guys to want to come to Gonzaga, and he wins with them. You know, Killian, Killian Tilly has everyone when they they you might hear that name and say that sounds familiar but I can't really remember him when you watch him this year in the March Madness you'll be like that kid's still there he's a senior he just he he he's so smart he's such a smart player you know he finds he finds people that they don't even think they're open he last night was directing his teammates around getting them wide open backdoor assists I mean it was just he orchestrates that team and 
he doesn't even have to be the leading scorer. They have a guy named Philip Petrusev. Petrusev, probably. I just pronounced that wrong. Anyway, you know, on 26 minutes per game, that's not even that much for, you know, a star college basketball player. He's averaging 55% from the field. Um, I think 18 points per game around there. Eight boards a game. He's only shooting 18% from three. Not a good three-point shooter. But, you know, as you can tell by his field goal percentage, he doesn't settle for those. Uh, He's a high-energy guy. He is going to be a tough matchup for teams. His ability to drive and um, just play bigger, play big. They have three great forwards. Three great forwards. And then Woolridge, you know, senior point guard. You're going to watch him and be like, yeah, oh my gosh, he's still there. Just like Dotson, just like the next team we're about to talk about. Point guard runs the show, orchestrates that team. Gonzaga, it seems like every year in the tournament, it's foul trouble. You know, they're a great team, but they're a really top-heavy roster most of the time. You know, the past four or five years, when they start getting in foul trouble, they get in trouble. So, you know, if they stay out of foul trouble, if they hit their outside shots, you know, get get Tilly involved as much as possible. He's been there three times now. Get him involved. Him and Woolridge need to run the show. Um, Petrozev, while he's the high scorer, needs to not be the center of attention, which Mark Few understands that. That's how he works. And they're going to do good. And, you know, Gonzaga... I don't know if they're going to be a number one seed. It's it's hard. The four best teams, obviously the four number one seeds, you know, you think all four of them are going to win. Um, but that's just not how it works. I mean, number one seeds rarely win. And I yeah, I don't really know where I was going with that. But that's something that, that's something that we'll talk about on the March Madness um, roster. I mean, the breaking down how to fill out your bracket oh me and john you know number one seeds rarely win i think i don't have any of this pulled up now i'm just going off script um i think virginia was the number one seed last year i think uh obviously they won and their team that i have in the honorable mentions uh i'll go i'll now, I'll go with my third team that's just kind of, you know, teams you need to look out for. That's Duke. Now, obviously, Florida State, LSU, Virginia, Duke, all in the ACC, all fantastic this year. Virginia is, they got hot at the right time. Oh, my Lord. They're playing so well right now. You know, Huff has just come out of nowhere as a act, like a, legitimate rim protector and scoring option they're fun to watch but duke i've said i said this last year my boy justin albers uh for any of you that follow high school basketball he was on the marion local team that won state he um i've been telling him for the past two years trey jones is the best point guard in the country now he hates when i say that he doesn't really like trey jones but Trey Jones is the best point guard in the country. I'm going to get a lot of hate for that. 
There's a lot of great players. But Trey Jones just does something to me. His last year, his assist-to-turnover ratio, I believe, was the highest in either Duke or ACC history. Um, he had He had gone one of the longest stretches in Duke or ACC history without a turnover. You know, and this year, he's averaging, I think, 6.8, 6.9 assists and 2.7 turnovers, something like that. That's not a great assist-to-turnover ratio. It's not terrible. Uh, and his scoring has gone up a lot this year. He needs to find some more consistency in his jump shot. But, man, Trey Jones and Duke can be scary in this playoff run. You know, last year, Duke, if you took out Zion, you took out RJ. It's just not hard to take out RJ, make him go right, and don't let him shoot a three. Um, They were nothing. This year, they're a more solid team. You know, Stanley, he's got to show up. Cassius Stanley has got to show up and show why why he was such a highly touted high school basketball player. And then, obviously, I think the biggest piece to Duke winning which is weird because it doesn't translate to the NBA this way, is their center, Vernon Carey Jr. The dude just looks like he's 10 years older than everyone he's playing. He looks like he's babysitting. You know, the first time I watched Duke, I was like, all right, this guy's big. But then he started playing. I was like, okay, this guy's quick. I think Carey can play in the NBA. And that, that okay, obviously. Thanks, Chandler. But a lot of centers, great college centers, good college centers, don't get to play in the NBA. I think he can play. Like I think he can get minutes. You know, I, I think there are a couple centers in this year's draft that will get minutes in the NBA. James Wiseman, Vernon Carey, Precious Achua. Uh, there's more, but those just off the top of my head. I'm just listing a few. They're very small ball centerish. Now, I think Vernon Carey is the least impressive of the three, but his ability to score, be quick, be stronger, it's going to be huge. And his offensive rebounding is I to something that might send them over the top in a few games. You need it. You need offensive boards in the NCAA tournament. You know there are going to be games where you come out ice cold. The nerves, the adrenaline, the good deep, and you know the defense is more locked in. You're going to miss shots. Defense is going to win in the tournament more often than it does in the regular season, which is why, you know, my four teams that just I think deserve to be talked about, um, maybe five. I might add in a fifth, but, you know, Florida State might be the deepest team in college basketball. They're long, they're athletic, they're energized, they're good. They're really good. I just. I don't know. I guess I, they're just missing like an it factor when I watch them, but they're 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 good. They're actually very good. Uh, Kentucky, you know, just just been there, done that. Been there, done that. Confidence. You're playing at Kentucky. That they're super impressive. Maxi has been tremendous as of late. Kentucky has the firepower to, you know, to win. Uh, Virginia, just getting hot at the right time. Lots of experience on that roster of being there last year. And then Michigan State, uh, 
you know, they have players that can make plays when it breaks down late in the game. Cassius Winston, senior point guard leader. That's a recipe for winning in the NCAA tournament. You know, Tillman, big boy down low. Henry plays some plays some ferocious defense when he wants to. And, you know, role players like Arns who can hit come in and hit the three and you know, Izzo's been there. They're a good team as well. And you might want to add in Baylor. Baylor Vital on Baylor is one of my favorite players to watch in the entire league. But I just don't think they can get it done. I don't think they can get it done in a big game situation. So I left them off my list. But obviously, all this is going to come down to matchups. This is all going to change when we do our, you know, breakdown show. Uh, it's all it's all set. It could all change. But we'll be doing that next Monday, hopefully. So be on the lookout for that. We'll tweet it. We'll tweet the links out. We'll be on YouTube Live, Facebook Live, Twitter Live, most likely. With that, I want to give a quick talk about our one of our sponsors and how you can use that to your advantage and also help us. So, if you head to atbsports.net or go to Twitter, oh, my ad is at Chandler Adams with two S's. You know, you click the link in my bio or you go to our website. If you go to our website, very I'm loading on right now. You load on to the page and there's a big thing. It says sports betters. Click this link. Get to get up to two hundred percent match if you first deposit it. Oh no, that's too good to be true. Well, I'm clicking on the link. There's a big Bavada sign. So you go to you click on it, it takes you to Bavada.lv. And it takes you to create an account. So, you go to that and then it'll say um, referral email address, uh, across the boards, whatever. You fill that out and you know, you de- whatever you deposit, if you don't deposit a truckload of money, I think, to be honest, it's only at 50%. Fifty percent is the lowest you can get. So, you go in there and you deposit a hundred bucks. They're gonna give you fifty free bucks. You get a hundred fifty bucks then. All right. That, I mean, that's a that's a good deal. That's a really good deal. Then you can go there. That's where I do all my betting. You know, it's really easy to navigate. And that's gonna help out uh, us out. It's gonna help us get some money to, you know, keep, you know, get better equipment, get um, you know, better graphics, all that stuff. We'd really appreciate it. And it's it really is a great website. That's where I do all of mine. I'm not just saying that. I was so happy when they agreed to work with us. Um yes, you can get up to two hundred percent I think. That's I if you want to do like the casino and poker and horses and stuff. For sports, if you just do like a normal amount, you know, you're not dropping your four oh one K in there. It's gonna be fifty percent. Uh, so that, you know, would benefit you. It'll help us out a lot. And on that note, going to give you some of my best bets first day. You know, I find a lot of these stats through odd shark, 
um, a lot of it just looking up different players, how they play on the road, how they play away. And then, obviously, I try to watch you know one to two NBA games a night, sometimes three if I get a third screen. But And then some of it's just off luck is betting. But um, I will give a shout-out to John, the the wise guy. Texted him last night. You know, we were on the same page for for a game that did not go our way, but he hinted me to the Atlanta first half spread. And I went ahead and did that and won that. And it was way too close for comfort. It was a three-point spread, and they missed a shot. Hornets missed a shot right at the buzzer that would have lost the first half spread. So we got that. But anyway, so thank you, John. That was excellent of you. My best bets of the day are going to be all in the NBA. College conference basketball is so unpredictable, so I don't want to I don't want to deal with that. Um, I'm just going to lay down 3 for you. Nothing too crazy. Nothing with too much juice, but I think safe enough with enough return that it's worth looking into. So the first one, um you know, the Bucks have cost me two nights in a row. Part of that reason was because of the damn Suns. Um, so we're gonna look at the Suns at Portland. You know, it's a the Portland spread, I believe, is five. So they're giving the Suns five points at Portland. I'm just taking the Portland money line here. Um, it's one ninety. Portland has lost two straight games. One of them was at Phoenix two games ago. You know, Phoenix is coming off a win against Portland and the huge win against the Giannis-less Bucks. Portland is the better team here. I would say by a long shot. And on top of that, the Suns are missing Kaminsky, Oubre, Aiton's questionable. Uh, Oftentimes when you're franchise players questionable you don't play them and Johnson Cam Johnson's they're all out the Pacers I mean the Portland Blazers are only missing Nurchik which they haven't had in almost a year now seems um Rodney Hood they've been out a long time and then John Collins good player not vital to their success I believe Dame and CJ are going to ball out tonight. You know, if Aiton's out, expect Whiteside to eat Baines alive. Um, I really feel comfortable about this one. It's nothing too special. Uh, not a huge return. But I'm just trying to play it safe on this one. And then, second one. It's Boston at Indiana. So... The the line is um, they're giving the Pacers three points at home. That's really enticing. But I went with the Boston first half money line. So the reason being, the Celtics are coming off a disappointing loss to the Thunder. A disappointing loss. Pacers are coming off a big win against the Mavericks. That 
feels like a recipe for the Celtics to bounce back and get a win. They're a good team, well coached. You know, they're not traveling time zones. Uh, the Pacers are missing Brogdon, um, Lamb, obviously. McDermott's questionable. And I think one other player. But um, Jalen Brown is is questionable. So I think if Jalen Brown's out, I might stay away from this game or even take the Indiana Pacers winning this one at home, which would give you much more juice. So I guess I would say, um, you know, because I think Jalen Brown being in or out makes a huge difference. Uh, gives an extra defender on Oladipo, but I this one is really tough. You know, I don't know why I put myself in the position of picking between this one, but I really do like the um, first half money line for the Celtics. But I think if Jalen Brown's out, I also would like the plus three for the Pacers. If you want to play it really safe. The over for that game, I'd say, is the safest of the three. Over, over, under right now is two fifteen. Uh, I think Boston and Indiana are capable of, you know, both putting up a hundred plus. So I think the over for two fifteen is the safest. My gut tells me Boston's first half money line coming off that loss, you know, that they're mad, they want. They they need to get a win. They want to get a win. Um, and then the third one. This is the safest one to me. Uh, Knicks at Wizards. They're giving the Knicks five points on the road. the The safest part of this one is just the Wizards winning the game. Uh, they're four and one against the spread though in their last five games versus the division opponent, and the Knicks suck. Uh, they're seven and three against the spread in their last ten games against the Eastern Conference. Knicks are three and thirteen straight up in their last sixteen versus Washington, and four and two against the spread in the last six on the road. So, the Wizards money line is the safest, but the Wizards five point um, five points isn't isn't that big of a risk either. Uh, there is a bit of a difference, it's, you know, 200 compared to 110. But like I said, this is a play it safe type day for me. So I went with the money line. Another one that I'll throw out there is the under for this game. It's at 228 right now. Um, you know, both teams have gone under and most – and. Let me see here. I, the, yeah, total has gone under in four of the last five games New York's played in Washington. But, and the total has gone under in four of Washington's last five home games. So, yeah, the under for that game is another one you could add in there. Maybe even if you wanted to mm, parlay that. But, uh, I think I'll end it there. Don't want to talk your ears off. Just wanted to get some stuff out there, get some content out there. If you do appreciate, if you did appreciate this episode, let me know to see if I should keep the daily shows coming. 
you know, obviously subscribe or follow us or download these episodes. It helps a bunch. Just, t- you know, tell your friend, be like, hey, listen to this podcast. They break down NBA prospects, NFL prospects, NFL talk, NBA talk. And we'd really appreciate that. But anyway, go to atbsports.net, click on that Bovada link, get some free money, help us out. And also, we might have some apparel coming out soon. Yeah, I'll put, maybe I'll put up a little teaser on Twitter tonight. But anyway, thank you all for listening. Have a great day.